Welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast, the longest-running podcast about Vanderpump Rules out there. Please join your hosts, Holly and Sarah, as they deep dive everything Vanderpump Rules. Holly Borges. I'm Sarah C. Back for round two. Yes, we're back for a little afterglow, a little after show magic. I mean, these really are proving to be a good addition to the show. It's still debatable is it is better than the show? Like arguably, yes. Yes. Yeah, yes, because like we're getting like a little bit more juice and uh, they're a little more candid, you know, obviously, so we can kind of, like, read between the lines. It's, uh, yeah, I'm super grateful that we have that after show, although it was late this week. I don't know. Did you notice that? Like, um, normally it drops, like, the next day, so it's, like, the content just, like, keeps rolling. And this time I kept looking, 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 and then finally it was there. Okay. Yeah, it's also nice because they were filmed later, so they have more perspective and content text and you know because a lot of this stuff it's back in june and july it's still pretty fresh sandoval's still doing his i'm sorry but and it's like well you know he's gonna have this redemption arc and it's like like, no because now we know he's still doing the but you know still to this day he's still doing it so it's nice that they can comment while having more time on their hands to reflect and see if anybody has changed or not yeah so we have some, we'll talk some updates and then we'll get into the after show and then we'll go over to Patreon for Southern Hospitality. The finale, the reunion is next week. They are having one. So Ooh. yeah, that should be fun, especially since Maddie and spoiler alert, you know, that update. Mm-hmm. So anyways, let's get back to Vanderpumpians. Um, well, first, have you made more of a itinerary request list for New York? Welcome to New York. Yes. And um, I was thinking, let's do a Patreon on that. Like, I want to talk through it with you because I think it, it I want to like go through it step by step. And I think it, you might be able to crack jokes at some of the things that I want to do. So um, I think we could totally make that into a fun episode. We should do one of those crowd cast things too, where. So everyone on Patreon, we all join up in a meeting and like everyone, yes. weighs, everyone weighs in on what they think you should do. We totally. Should do. And then I really think we should like film a lot of it, go live a lot. Like I, I think it'd be so fun. Well, if maybe people don't care, I don't know, but um, it'd be fun to bring you guys along, you know, to, to the whole, the whole thing would be, you don't have to watch, but we'll record it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> You have to watch. <laughs> I'll I'll do a vlog Sheena style. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of Sheena, she got a new house. Oh my god, I'm so happy for them. The house, I swear to god, I have seen that house. I feel like it was on Selling Sunset. I mean, not Selling, yeah, yeah, Selling Sunset. I swear I saw like Chriselle at that house when she did the valley sales. Yes. Chriselle or what's the girl, um, the single mother? Um, Maya, Maya, Mia. I forget her name. Shoot. Hmm. Yeah, I forget. Amanda. Yeah, Amanda. She does valley sales too. 
Um, so two and a half million. I gotta say, Again, granted, she got, yeah, like right. like I know that that like that is freaking expensive on her own. When Katie and Schwartz had to like get rid of theirs because they couldn't afford either on their own. It doesn't seem like Tom or Ariana can afford either on their own. So how is she doing this? Also because I feel like and you know, feel free to correct me if anyone knows, Brock is still in like the mode of developing new business or businesses. Whereas, you know, it's still in like fundraising mode. It's not in profit mode. So I feel like it is all on her shoulders. And that was just, I, I think she got a steal on her Palm Springs house and she could sell that for a great profit any day. Um, but I would be a little scared that kind of investment on this season, it's getting up there in numbers it's yes, it's record breaking, but that's because it's coming off something crazy, right? And I don't know how next season, if there is one, will be. But then she bought it in Sherman Oaks, which is just down the street from Valley Village. So it, it's a good positioning angle in case she thinks she could segue onto the Valley if the Valley gets a season two. I mean, or maybe- for sure, she's on the Valley. Yeah. I- you know, so yeah, she told that's it's totally a move that she did for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, I think that's it's a great like people in the industry are always going to live in Sherman Oaks. It's a great place to buy. Um, so and it's a looks like a, an amazing family home. Yeah. Where did Lala buy? I don't know. I I did not listen to that podcast yet. I have I have heard m- multiple people say that she bought a home, but yeah, I don't know where. I would think down the street from Sheena. Um, she made That's a so reference like, <laughs> yeah. Um, hers was no hers in Palm Springs was one point three. I don't know how much her one is that she bought in L.A. I'm assuming it's in the Valley. Well, where does Amber live? I don't know, but I. I actually disagree with you on the Palm Springs purchases. I think those were two of the worst decisions they could have made. I think the location <laughs> is horrible. I think um, well, the fact that you can't Airbnb it, you is- can't film there, you can't Airbnb. Like it just, I, I personally would never purchase nor vacation there. Like out of all of the other locations in that area, there's no way I would stay there. Yeah, um, it's central to downtown, which is what I like. But you can't walk to downtown, but um, it's, you know, five minutes, and I like that. I don't care for La Quinta, but I, I agree on – I hate that road yeah. that you get. I just – yeah, I prefer – yeah, I guess, yeah, that it's just like preference, I guess. I prefer to not stay in that area. I like the other casinos and stuff more than the downtown area. But, yeah. to, you know, also I, they're on a golf course. I don't golf, so maybe that's another thing. Yeah, yeah. Um but I think the biggest problem is like one of the biggest like assets of a Palm Springs house is being able to rent it out for a kajillion dollars for all of these festivals that are constantly out there. And she specifically has it in her HOA that she cannot. So she's missing out on that huge opportunity. Yeah. Um, I would have. I heard. Yeah, I've heard that's a huge headache, though, with that area. Like, even when you get approval to do it, like they're so strict. It's so crazy. Yes. Yes. So, but I mean, of course, they would have a management company and everything, but still. No, I have friends trying to do that, and they said 
it is such a nightmare yeah. and trying to get the approval. And then even when you have the approval, it's very strict. Yeah, something goes wrong. They get re- One of my friends owned a huge home and rented out for – like they ended up selling it because it was not worth it. Like it ended up being such a headache. Yeah, like no noise after 10 p.m. It's like, oh, good luck with that with a bunch of people coming back from Coachella or Stagecoach. Yeah. Like, mm. Yeah, and also in that area, I guess it's it's still far from the – fairgrounds you know yeah I'm still I looking and at I, 40 minutes and I guess everyone has like different reasons for going to Palm Springs or Palm Desert my biggest reason is usually like I love to like chill with like privacy and be at the pool it's like one of my favorite things to do and in that area it's really windy there's the open gate it's just that's it's not like the exact aesthetic that I'm going for yeah well so I, I so you don't know where Amber lives Amber? Randall's ex. Oh, no. So I heard on Mala's podcast, she was like, well, yeah, like they were moving all weekend. And it's such a nightmare. And Amber called. She's like, hey, the girls want to take Ocean to a movie. And then and then she called again. She's like, hey, I'm going to Costco. Do you need anything? So it sounds like she's close to Amber. Oh, okay. Which is convenient. I, For some reason, I thought she lived in Calabasas, but she's... Probably, I don't know. Anyways, they both have new houses and good for them, but they have two mortgages now. Although I guess if you think about it, they were both paying probably quite a hefty amount in rent each month mm-hmm. living on the West side, living anywhere in LA really. Um, Lala said when they were moving, she instructed her mother and Easton not to touch her nightstand because it's filled with like dildos and vibrators and Easton's like, jeez, how many do you need? And then, like, Jessica does her signature cackle that was like a little piercing to the ear. <laughs> um, and they're like, are you kidding? We have different moods and different needs, and you need a whole library, a whole arsenal. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I, I thought it was, you know, sometimes Lala likes to do that, like, shock value. Like, I'm so crazy, but I then thought- she'll yeah, I thought she just used like a water bottle. Right. Yeah, what happened to the water bottle? <laughs> what happened to like she's not it she doesn't she just like is in her onesie on the couch eating Cheetos. Like like hmm. Okay. Yeah. I really do though think she could be pregnant. I mean, I know we've speculated on this on the pictures of her hand on her belly or looking down and then the baggy clothing like at, at the premiere party on watch what happens live but she said something and they all laughed and they like quickly like hushed up it was like a real slip but only if you're looking for it right what was it it was like i just want to be in my valley with my kids and at I, with my mom and ocean you know what i mean like yeah it, and then they they all kind of go <laughs> and then it was like a pause it was very clear. Yeah. You know, and then her story this summer storyline is like going to the clinic. So I don't know. I think, I think it's happening. I, 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 I really do too. Yeah. Uh, Kristen is over at the I, real old school. She's at the Sheridan Kauai. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I stay there with a boyfriend, like way in the two thousands. I'm like, that's still there. 
So that's where she is with Luke. Love that. Sandoval just loving the paps all around him and Victoria. Did you see the video coming out of catch? No, but did you see his stupid like Valentine card? No. He was like, check, check. Yes. If you'll be my Valentine. Like you, you have to just, um, I'm going to send you the picture. You have to look at it just to look at his writing. And it's like the writing literally encompasses all that he is. Like, it's so obvious that it's hit. Like, it's just, his writing matches him. That's all I have to say. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he was, so he took, I mean, and also very cliche, takes her to catch for Valentine's Day. <laughs> I mean, are you going to the prom afterwards? Um, so he comes out and he's just loved. There's tons of paparazzi and he's just like eating it up. And then he's on the phone. He's like, okay, are you ready? You're coming out. Like, obviously she was in the bathroom or something. So she comes out and then they're like, John, John, can we get a picture? Can we get a picture? And then he's like, yeah, 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 dude. Hold on, hold on. And, like, she comes and then, you know, kind of nuzzles her head against his chest, looking all shy and coy, but also posing. <laughs> uh. Like, exactly the same thing she did in Vegas. Like, oh, who me? But it's actually a pose. <laughs> and they're just, like, every angle. Like, she's turning her head, like, you know, an inch, an inch, an inch. I'm like, oh, okay. You're loving this. Oh, my gosh. Okay, wait. I just sent you a text. Read it. Okay. Uh, quick question. Will you be my Valentine? <laughs> Check one box, please. Not both. No, he didn't say that. Loud. Love, Tom. <laughs> this is so stupid. Yeah, and it's like, it's like chicken scratch, but on like, uh, I just grabbed a piece of paper out, out of the printer. <laughs> and, and, he, and he's like, this will be really cute. It's just like that song, remember? Check yes or no. <laughs> quick question. <laughs> is it really quick, Tom? A quick one? Okay, what is it? Awesome. Will you be my Valentine? He thinks he's a like boyish charm, and I'm like, this is so cheesy. Like, like with your catch he, dinner and your. You guys, he can't help it. He's just like smitten by love. Like he he loves love. I mean, I'm surprised. Did he put like? Like the soundtrack, to, like that, all of me loves like, with this photo. Yeah. All of like the cheesiest song. And, um, and I can just picture him like talking to like his little payroll friends. And he's like, you guys, like, I've just like, I spent nine years being, having Ariana talk shit to me, talk down to me, belittle me. Like it didn't work out with Raquel. I wish it would have, but now I've got a second chance, another chance at love. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about the payroll friends with the after show yes. and also with Sandoval's podcast, which we'll talk about next. Yes. Um, and then one point I really liked, and I don't remember where this came from, but it had it in my update notes, but with the whole LVP asking the cast to ease up on Tom and I heard, I don't know if it was a clip I saw on Instagram or something, or it was the after show, but Ariana's point was, you know, oh, you know, because Tom's mental health and he's he's having dark thoughts. She's like, yeah, but keep in mind, he didn't give a fuck about anyone else's mental health when he did this. Like, and you think about it, 
Sheena's talked about how her anxiety skyrocketed and ever since Scandal, her OCD got like, you know, enhanced or whatever, uh, or, you know, got bigger. He knows Ariana struggles with depression. He told Raquel to leave the Meadows and not be so dependent on it. And he knew Schwartz was having a really tough year with his family. So it's like, oh my God, you're right. Like, what? Where's the concern for everybody else's mental health? But now we're supposed to all drop everything and be like, oh, are you okay? You know. And, and I just like, I don't understand how they even could film that scene knowing that the other prime player in this scandal is in a mental health facility. <laughs> like how much, like she is saying... I am going to, like, I need to check in. I need to give up the rights to myself to protect myself right now. And they're like, oh, no, Tom, you, pro-. like, it's like the other person's no. literally seeking help. Like, she took the step that Lisa asked you to call about. She took that step. And, like, you're worried about Tom? Who's stripping on stage and making funny song lyrics out of the victim. The victims in this situation. Yeah, doing pap walks with TMZ to go get his nails touched up during all this. Right. Oh, man. It's wild. Okay. So I may have changed my mind, and it's kind of funny because Sheena and James say this. I, I may have changed my mind a bit on Kyle Chan. <laughs> he does, and... um. We were talking to someone yesterday um, in email. I don't know if you saw um, Linda. Uh, well, anyways, um, she was saying I'm really liking Kyle Chan. He's actually giving it to Sandoval and like holding him accountable. And I'm like, hmm, we'll see about that. So I listened, and he really did. He, I mean, he he kind of laid into him, and he's like, he told him enough with the the butts. You just need to, you know. Say it, own it, mean it, no qualifying it. Um, he said, you need to accept responsibility and apologize. And Sandoval's response was, well, even a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> um, and then Sandoval, uh, okay. Kyle asked him, well, it seems to have bothered you. Kyle asked him, has James ever apologized to you? And Sandoval said, no, but he was confused. Um, he's like, okay, if you felt like, if you're still holding on to this because you brought it up, he's like, why did you become his friend all of these years if he had never apologized? And then, you know, Sandoval likes to play hero. And he's like, well, I don't like to see anyone get iced out when I saw like everyone pushing him out. You know, we get paid per episode, and so he wanted everyone to make money, um, so he stepped in to help James. I mean, I guess we have heard Sandoval has done that before for Sheena when she was mm-hmm. allegedly demoted, or even Kristen, I think he's, he did that for. Um, but Kyle was saying, well, he, he's like, did you need the apology from James? And Sandoval said no. He's like, well, then you can't bring it up and use that as a reason like you did. And I was like, ooh, calling him on his shit. Um, he's like, yeah, but there's a difference because, like, I had true, real feelings for Raquel. And, like, he just fucked Kristen to get on the show. <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
okay, have you forgiven him from that Kristen thing 10 years ago? Um, Sandoval said yes, and Kyle said, then you sh- can't bring it up. So I appreciate that. Yeah, okay. Um, and then he said, okay, Kyle tries to explain to Sandoval that maybe just because Sandoval doesn't feel like a certain way, maybe James does, that James is entitled to his opinions. And then Sandoval got all defensive again. Um, you know, he because... Sandoval doesn't think he owes James an apology. He's like, well, that's fine if you don't, but he is entitled to his feelings. And, you know, all right, what else? That, I mean, I, um, I guess, like, I'm slightly surprised by that, that he has any thoughts at all. Um, I mean, he did it several times, and hmm. I was I was kind of impressed. He said uh, it was Anne. He goes, you re- and you really need to thank Anne as well. Who is it true that she's Ariana's new assistant, or is that just people like speculating? Because, yeah, I don't know. He said Anne was the one that called Kyle and said, "Kyle, I think you need to come over here." Like he's like in a real like position. I've never seen him before. She goes, "I don't, I don't." know if something is going to happen but i think you should come over here and that's when kyle came over and took all the guns oh wow yeah um i mean i guess that kind of like the fact that like you know uh if you guys listen to our podcast when we were at sir when they were all there it really shocked me that ariana hugged kyle chan um i thought that was was odd but if he really is how everyone says he is then i guess that makes sense i mean like we heard james and sheena in the after show saying no he holds them accountable so i don't know it was interesting there was like a few more things but um some of the funnier moments was jason seems to be very bothered by the ariana comment about tom paying the people to be around him (laughs) (laughs) he's very irritated by that um, and I know he's watching and listening to, so, um, shout out to Jason. And, <laughs> um, here's what's interesting. He admitted that he helps Tom with his social media at times and he get he gets his DMS and the tags and stuff. So like he's, he's seen all the hate DMS and but, so he's running his social media half the time. Um, isn't that interesting because that's when we were blocked when they were on tour together. Yeah. He's like, it, I'm like, Sandoval, why did it take you a couple months? It's like, oh, because right after he wasn't on tour, and then um, when they went on tour, that's when we were blocked. So Jason blocked us. Sandoval doesn't even know who the fuck we are. Yeah. He doesn't know who anybody is. Um, they did bring up, I was like, come on, say it, say it, say it. Because they were bringing up, Jason was also very worried and upset about James's, you know, instigating people to come be violent and throw tomatoes at them on stage. They were very worried. They alerted security when they got to the venue, like, be on high alert for these tomatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't really notice that security was, um, like, high alert. Did you? Well, first of all, there was only four of us that came, so... um... (laughs) And, like, we were throwing (laughs) stuff on stage, and security didn't give a shit. (laughs) No. 
um, not tomatoes, um, but he's like, yeah, and there, because there were people that came, you know, and, and did stuff. And I was like, come on, you're almost there, say it. <laughs> but he didn't finish, but we were referenced. <laughs> I mean, I wonder what they would have done if no one came. I bet they would have made up something dramatic that happened that didn't, you know, but thank God we eyewitnesses were there to attest to what happened that day, that yep. night. Exactly. So, um, God, they're, they're like, we're having our biggest tour ever. It's going to be huge in April and May. And they're like, like next week we're sold out in Omaha. I'm like, what the hell people? What is wrong with you? You're selling out. I don't know how big the venue is. They're just excited to go see. I mean, that, and, and again, like I just, I wish that, that is my biggest beef with Jason is he needs to recognize no one is there for the band. No one is there to listen. They want to be a part of the show that you discounted and made fun of and said didn't matter. So, again, you should thank the fans, be a little more humble, and yeah, that's they it. I did say the, the one at the El Rey Theater will be shown later this season, so hopefully we'll see you and Ronnie on there. Oh, great. Awesome. <laughs> Um, and then they were talking about that night that they showed on this episode at Sir. Uh, Tom said he didn't know that he, that was a surprise. He didn't know Sheena was there. Um, Jason was like, I don't understand, you know, all those people there and filming. Why didn't they take their phones away? <laughs> wow. Sandoval's, he's like, they're ruining all the storylines. And Sandoval's like, there's nothing they can do. They can't take their phones away. But they, him and Kyle were saying how insane it was that there was literally hundreds of phones in the air filming the people filming. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that is what it was like. It was insane. Um, he said how intense it was um, because of that. Um, and he wasn't drinking. And um, someone said, I think it was Jason said, something about weed and Sandoval's like, no man, I don't like that. So I didn't know Sandoval doesn't do weed. Hmm. I guess he sticks to his mushrooms and his yeah. Molly. So yeah, that was kind of it. Yeah. He doesn't have a weed vibe to him. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little more chaotic. <laughs> All right. The after show. Okay, the after show. So we have, oh my God, it starts with, it's like, coming up on the Vanderpump Rules after show. I'm like, oh, <laughs> can you get another narrator? <laughs> so they kind of show a preview of what's to come of Schwartz saying he had to ego check Ariana. Sandoval chimes in, he's like, yeah, dude, this is what I've been having to deal with. He's like, it's not an excuse, but again, you know, I always had to, like, he's always got to do the butt. I mean, here's the thing. If we have to hear Sandoval run his mouth and say butt after every apology, I'd yeah. like him to run it about this because he's almost going there. We know it's there. I know there's something there. We all know there's something there, but he's, he's tiptoeing around it and I wish he would just say it. Yeah. Like, just tell us, like, what are you holding back? Yeah, well, Schwartz says it. He's like, yeah, Ariana was really, he was belittling me, and it was it was really one of her lower moments. I, I thought oh. it was one of her higher. 
okay, because you're a great judge of character, Schwartz. Like he, speaking of belittling, he's like, she needs her ego brought down. She she thinks she's the queen, and it's like, well, that's belittling. And like the way he insults, it, like she's better than this. I don't know who are you to judge. Like it was one of her lower moments. Like because you're a great judge of character of higher and lower moments. Like <laughs> this is so Schwartz. He is so. Oh, everyone's like, he's so nice. Oh, shucks. But his like dark passive aggressive side that comes from Minnesota. I'll tell you that um, is so like cutting, you know, it's, it's when the Sheena bootleg Kardashian comes out, you know, it's the Katie. I can't stand the sound of your voice. It, he, it just bubbles out and it's, and when it comes out, it's like, (sighs) yeah, it's worse than anybody else on the show says. (laughs) It's like it's like the science class volcano. You know, it's like you're everybody's got their little mound of dirt, you know, their little mountain and it's like boom, there goes Schwartz. I love it. I mean, if you think about the stuff Lala says, like I don't I wouldn't be offended if someone called me a Bambi-eyed bitch or a barking chihuahua, but if someone said <laughs> I can't stand the sound of your voice. You're looking at your face. It sickens me. Like, that would hurt. Because <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it. I was like, <laughs> like Bambi-eyed bitch then. <laughs> like, Bambi-eyed bitch, like, totally turned into merch. Like, Katie can't turn her, her like, moments into merch. They're horrifying. Do you think, like, at night, Jason <laughs> becomes Schwartz and he puts her on our podcast and he's like, I can't stand the sound of your voice. <laughs> Yes. I picture him like looking in like a a full length mirror in like a skin suit, kind of like Silence of the Lambs. Like, <laughs> and he's like looking at himself a weird, trying on different wigs while he's listening to us in the background. Oh my god, that's really fucking creepy. <laughs> what kind of creepy face? <laughs> I don't know. It's like those serial killer glasses or something. I don't know. There's something there. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, okay, Schwartz is going off. Believe me, Ariana. Okay, wait. Just really quick. Do you think that like Jerry and the the team were sitting around and they're like, "Listen up, everybody. Let me tell you what everyone is expecting of this season. They're going to expect that Sheena." is going to be the person who's going to try to bring the group together. Let's throw a little wrench in their their predictions and let's make it be Schwartz that brings the 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 group back together. What do you guys think? Everyone's like, "Great idea. That no one will expect that." <laughs> and also, good. I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so that's how they start this. They're, they're like, "So you were tasked with bringing the group back together." And he's like, yeah, my idea was to, like, go to each person individually, make a case. And, you know, it's like, oh. Well, because he thinks individually people can't resist his charm. And he may actually be right. It was almost like when, um, oh, you don't watch Traders. When Pilot Pete sat down with Parvati, it's like she almost, she, like, almost cracked him and made him believe, like, like they hated each other. But, like, she put on this case and was crying. It's like, one-on-one, people can be very effective and manipulative. Mm -hmm. But Schwartz against a group, it's never going to work. Never. You know? But one-on-one, I mean, remember him with Stassi? Like, he just, (laughs) he he tends to be more effective one-on-one, I guess. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, he's blaming Ariana. Oh, oh, wait, I wanted since you brought up Jerry. So when I finished the after show, <laughs> it, it went back into the first after show. Uh-huh. And he's like, ladies, he's like, let's talk some fashion. And I'm like, <laughs> really, Jerry? That's what you want to talk about? Like, you're really into this? He's like, what he's are we like, wearing today? He's, he's like, what's the next new fad? He's like, I've seen, I've heard about Ozempic. What's next? What's the next thing, ladies? <laughs> You guys getting some new kicks? <laughs> He's like, yeah, what's the latest Nike kick I can buy? <laughs> oh, my God. And they're, like, just sitting there. And, like, Ariana's just in, like, a blue pantsuit, like a blouse. And Katie's just like, in her normal, like, black, normal outfit. They're like, hey, what, Jerry. What fashion is this? <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, Jerry, I have to go to the bathroom. Is that cool? He's like, yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead, I guess. Are you sure? Are you sure? That's fine. Because I drank like four glasses of water. Are you sure it's okay? I drank water. I drank water. Jerry's like, Jerry's like, wait, so that's cool too. Let me go get a, let me go get my, my Stanley. Oh boy. That was was hilarious though. When he did ask to go pee and then (laughs) Jerry continued to talk to Sanibel and then they pan the chair over to Schwartz's empty (laughs) chair. I was like, Ah, uh, props editor. I cu- I see you. That was good. <laughs> there was there was some funny freaking editing in that thing. Yes. They they definitely are seeing if we're catching that. And we are. We're catching it. <laughs> so Schwartz is like, she just keeps taking out her rage on me. And I'm not the culprit. You know? He's like, and then I just okay. I blank out. I'm like a goat. And then he uh, picked yeah. his notes. I have to. <laughs> I have to add, like. As he was saying that, I was I felt like Sheena has caught a lot of shit for making Scandaval about her. And Lala too. I would say both of them have very much and James, let, let's throw all of them in there. All of them really, you know, they they got involved, you know, to stay with the the hype of the the moment, which I don't blame them. But another person who, if you actually really listen to what he is saying, Schwartz keeps on, like, he's like, my name became synonymous with Scandaval. And it's like, did it, though? Like, maybe in the timeline. But, like, I I never was like, oh, he was was it. Like, like, don't make yourself that important, dude. Because, like, no one really cares. And quite honestly, like, back when that was happening, we hadn't yet seen... Wait, had we? Well, I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't blame him for just being his friend and not ratting out his friend. Yeah, so I Um, I think he's, like, he's making himself feel way more important than he is. And, like, honestly, like, I think the only reason why Schwartz and Sandys has, like, survived is because no one gives a shit about... Not him, but, like, they don't view – like, he's not a player in this, really. And so I think he really has it wrong. It's like he keeps talking about his importance in this – in the in the role of Scandal, And it's like, sorry, dude, I really think you're missing the mark there. Like, I don't think anyone feels that way. Yeah. And it's fine. Like, the cat – all of the cast is talking to you, just not Ariana. And because that – she doesn't want any mutual friends – I mean, that was almost not nothing even personal. She just made a line in the sand. So she's like, yep, sorry, you know, you choose outside, nothing personal. It became personal for her once she saw the shit he said. But at that time, when we saw, you know, her draw that line, um, it was just because he was choosing. It, so it wasn't anything against, you know, Schwartz being the, the culprit and guilty and blah, blah, blah. You know yeah. what I was thinking, too? Like, imagine that 
Tom and Katie were still together and that much of this was happening at their home rather than at, you know, Tom's apartment, like the mail coming there or this or that, that may have like really changed the dynamic of everything. If Ariana would have thought that possibly Katie knew something, you know, like that could have put a wrench in their business dealings. Like it would have been like that much more crazy. But um, by Tom being off on his own in his little apartment, like it really, I get it. Like I, 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 I get. I would be annoyed if I was Ariana too. I think Katie would have told her. Oh, I, I. It would have been. Yeah. It. It wouldn't have happened over there. I don't think. I think they would have plotted like a entrapment to like catch him. Yes. Like she could have enlisted Stassi and Kristen's help, and they make this whole little plan, and then like videotape it. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure Katie would be smart with like her regulate. Yeah cameras and stuff like that and she's not gonna just let things fly of people staying over late or like she would catch on to all those little weird things that were happening yeah did you see i'm I'm gonna give sandoval like props for one second this that's it that's it for the year then when schwartz was talking about being a goat and like just falling over sandals like they panned to his face and you could just read his mind was like dude what the fuck are you talking about because what was he talking about? We're like, what? Well, <laughs> well you know what? You, you do know what he's talking about, though, right? Like the falling goats? No. Oh, my God. So when you when – you, <laughs> I oh, my God. That makes me feel really psycho right now that I got what he was saying. <laughs> okay, I'm, not, I'm on Sandoval's mental <laughs> intelligence level, obviously. <laughs> Um, I grew up in the country. What the hell? Well, it, you know, when you scare the goats and they pass out and they tip over, it's hilarious. No, I didn't know that. That's oh, me. No, it's like, it's hilarious. Like you got to, you got to Google the videos and just, like, it will literally make your day. It's really funny. Like oh, you, you okay. can be like, so you can be like, just- and like, they're like, boop. And like they tip. It's really funny. Like playing possum. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's okay, cute. well, then it does make sense, and it's a funny reference. Yeah, it is. It is. But and yeah, he picked his notes. I, th- I felt like <laughs> Sandoval a lot in this, this first part, actually through the whole interview, he really was letting Schwartz sit there and like – not like like kind of make a case for him, and he was just being like very calm and being like, yes – a public stoning that like he was agreeing with like all the little keywords that were being said and not making himself a victim, but he was like, he he loved that he had something to say about Ariana and her ego. Yes. And he loved saying, dude, that's what it's been like for me. She just hid it behind closed doors. Like basically when I think Sandoval was projecting with Schwartz, he's a battered woman. I think he was saying that. He's, he's like, actually, I am. You should see how she talks to me when everybody goes home. She's mean. So what did you think about, like, so thinking about this scene that um, he said that this this particular moment really rubbed him the wrong way. Now, for me, this seems a little early for him to be bringing up Ariana's ego because as yeah. far as we've seen on the show, they haven't shown her working extra or these extra opportunities coming to her. We know they have, you know, by following very closely. But I thought he was jumping the gun by checking her ego when this is literally the second time they've been face-to-face with each other. It was very bizarre. And I don't think that it was 
Um, and uh, like Ariana had no one else to go toe to toes with because she wasn't filming with Sandoval straight on yet. So I don't think it was like far fetched for her to to go in on Schwartz and be like, "No, dude, like I cut you off a long time ago." Blah blah blah. Like I thought that was I didn't think it was like so harsh. Well, because by that point, when they filmed that scene, he had already been on Watch What Happens Live saying, everyone go give Sandoval a big hug. So, yes. so she had every right to be mad because he, he was saying saying shit. And, and like, how did he think that that was going to go? Like, like she was just going to be like, oh, show business. Like, it's fine. Like, I, I really thought that uh, he probably thought she was just going to be like, it's fine, you know, but she she didn't. Well, apparently Schwartz and Sandy both think as long as it's for show business or business or money, it is fine. As long as they're making money off of ripping me apart, that's fine. But the second they don't make money off of tearing me a new asshole, that's not cool, man. Yeah. (laughs) What an argument. That was crazy. So after they kind of have this conversation about, you know, that everybody has a season where they're kind of the queen and they're, they're like, you know, Lala and Sheena and James are kind of like, what's wrong with Ariana, like, being queen this season? Like, she really never has been. And, like, what's the problem if we step back and let that happen this season, you know? See, I felt like Lala was actually shading Ariana here. Oh, I, I did too. Okay. Um, yeah, it was it was backhanded, but... Um, totally. But she did it in a way where it looked like she was possibly being supportive. But yeah, she she made her little yeah. comment of like, well, finally she she has something that's setting she's, her apart of not just being yeah. a wishwashy, boring biatch. She's never stood out or had an opinion. Like Ariana will call her out on that, and Lala will just brush it off and be like, "What? I said that? Oh, you know me. I'm not good with my words." And she'll just blow it off like it was no big deal, and it'll be fine. It'll work out for her. I don't, but I don't know she, that Lala was wrong though. I, I, <laughs> although it was like a little bitchy, it's kind of like, this is the first time that Ariana like can break free and like, we actually can hear her on her own. Like it's, it really is her moment and she can shape how she wants to be viewed now, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think there's, we're not in the minority of a lot of people that, you know, miss that Stasi Ariana that Ariana that had that dynamic dynamic back then that she did stand out and she could, you know, not just to cut people down, she can do it to boost people up too. But like, yeah, it's just something happened. And I think, I don't know, Sandoval just sucked the life out of her or something, but you know, she had that big spark and then it just kind of was like, Hmm. And sometimes you need that, you know, you need balance and voice of reason and that sort of thing. And she went into that role, which is fine. Cause you, you need the balance, but I don't know. It was, it's interesting because I've had some thoughts and feelings on, you know, is she the deity we should all be worshiping? I've, you know, I've had my questions on the people around, you know, just, there's yes people. She has yes people just like Sandoval is the yes people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like Sheena bringing this up that, and Lala, that like she never asks about anybody else. She doesn't really text back as much. And, you know, I think there's probably other areas of her life where that's happening, too. And I don't know. I've been it's been on my radar for a couple of years. And that's why I joke about, you know, some of the people that are always there in the shot. 
it's just it's you know a little thirsty but I honestly I, I can't say that um, <laughs> Jason or Billy Lee is any more of a yes man than Brad yeah I have to say like I I, mm, I feel like there's like certain friendships that I have with people that unless I am actively asking them what they're doing, asking them where they're going and like not saying that like I'm following after their life, but like unless I put myself in line with their life and actively participate on my own without being invited, like I would not be a part of that person's life because they are just like, and when I look at them, I don't think they're doing it to me in like a hurtful way that they don't like me or something. It's that they are incapable of caring about anybody else around them. Like they, like they just like, they can't do it. So it's like, if you want to be a part of their life and in that thing, you have to just like take care of yourself. And I don't like that. I like a two-way friendship where each person is like, what's going on with you? What's going on? Let's meet here. Let's do that. I like a back and forth, but I have a feeling that, um, she's one of those people where she's a great friend, but you have to put yourself in that path. If that makes sense. I I don't know. Right. That's not going to proactively. Yeah. Like, like you can all like, that's why, not to be rude, but I don't think it would be super hard to get into this pump rules friend group. Like I'm talking about all of them. All you have to do is be consistent um, and go to their things and keep talking to them. And, and like you get on that thread of like what's going on tonight and you keep showing up and, and you can be friends with them 100%. <laughs> the question is like, why do you want to get on the show? Exactly. Or why do you need them as your friends to you and, feel validated? And, well, and that's and that's the thing. Like when you step back from a friendship like that, and you and you maybe you stop texting for a second, and then you realize like, hold on, like no one has checked why I haven't been there in a week. Like no one knows I was just in the hospital. Like no one has, no one knows any. You know, it's like what what am I doing? And it's like if that fulfills you and that makes you happy. Like, continue it, but, like, there definitely are people out there that will care about you and check in with you, and so I hope everyone in that circle finds that one day. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, they all have their, their yes men. Like, Lala has Jessica. Mm-hmm. Sheena had Janet. Mm-hmm. Stassi had Rachel. Mm-hmm. You know, you could just go down the list, like, for so many of them. So Ariana has Brad. I think of all now has Billy. <laughs> and I absolutely think that with their lifestyle, with their crazy lifestyle of being on the go and having so many things to do, you would have to have a yes person because yeah. otherwise it would be an incredibly like lonely, dangerous lifestyle to lead because you're so busy. So if you can have someone that's willing to not yeah. check in with themselves to come help you and be there for you and hold space for you, that's what they need. So I, I get it. And that's why when if you want to be friends with them you can because they 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 need that yeah did you cry a tear when sheena said she's never been queen and like she's never had a good everyone's like yes you were weren't you come on yeah you were lala i i was yell like, i was yelling at the tv i was like no she had like i knew exactly what she was talking and about she knew what she was talking about yeah she's like i've never had a good season on this show i'm like oh even after brie was fired She's been close. She's like come very close, and there's and been like Brock ruined it for her because of his past. You know what I mean? Like she was going to have that great moment 
But then he ruined it. And I think he's still ruining it. I really do. I think that we would be celebrating um, a lot of her accomplishments more if he, like, you know, like, similar to what what we're doing with Lala, you know. Um, I, yeah, I just, I I think that it would just go better for her. But, you know, long game, long game. When they're going to, you know, overstep into James and Raquel's engagement. And then his history, those two things kind of like ruined what might've been her season. Well, and then like the fact that they made her a friend of like, that was a slap in the face right there. Like, you gotta be kidding me. I I would say like her biggest, like it girl moment was season one. Yeah. You know, that, that's really, um, but it, it broke my heart a little, and I, I don't often feel bad for Sheena. I, I think a lot of the time she's done a lot of this stuff to herself, and it's entertaining. I appreciate it, but I don't necessarily feel bad about it. But I did feel bad when she was like, you know, I always am like the biggest cheerleader for the queen, and I will support them and be their friend. That It just makes me sad. that like, She does. Yeah, but it makes me sad that her mind shifts into that of like, she... It's like she repositions herself every for every change to yeah. be like as successful as she can with whatever is given at that time. So like right now her role is like I'm Ariana's best friend, like I I did this this. You know what I mean? Like I I think that if like I wish that it wasn't a reality show and Sheena could just be Sheena and like really let us see that. Like but she'll always position herself to to be the supportive one. And sometimes I wish she would sit down and be like this sucks. Like I'm feeling left out. I I wish she would tell uh, like get more raw and I really think that's when she would become queen. I I I really do. It just makes me sad that she's always having to to play I mean, the her- game. Probably your best moment in 10 seasons was her being that way with Sandoval on the couch. I think that's what the whole world fell in love with Sheena and maybe saw a side they didn't think was there. For, and that's I, when she was being raw and real. Sorry, sorry. Say that for one more time. I'm so sorry. That she did do that. And as a result, that scene ended up being her most beloved scene probably in all 10 seasons was her on the couch with Sandoval. <laughs> yeah because that was raw that was real that was just showing her like i i per- i didn't love that scene i i i did to to give us a glimpse into sandoval but again yeah i i don't know the i i i know there's more in there i want more jerry give me more <laughs> okay speaking of jerry he asked ariana so all these things you're doing, you know, like dancing with the stars, all the ads, but and she keeps interrupting him, which I think is funny. She's like, "You mean my working? You mean jobs? You mean working?" Okay. She She's really? like, "How does that translate into being a diva? Don't most people work? Don't most people go to a job?" She's snapping at him, and I like it. It was um, very. It reminded me of the reunion, how she was snapping and interrupting and cutting with her words. Um, yeah. And it, uh, just really quick going back to like this, like uh reunion special that I watched 
um, you know, they had the seating chart all approved and everything for how the, you know, the Scandal reunion thing was going to go. They had, had huge network meetings, Alex, Andy, all of the big hitters, NBC, everyone was there. They set up the seating chart. Ariana snapped her fingers and said, no, I'm not doing that. And they literally had to rearrange the the seating right there on the spot. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that it, it when this, when she was yelling this too, it was like, she, this is the Ariana that, like, I, I feel like this is what Lala's talking about. Like, she didn't have an opinion before. Now she's giving it, and it's freaking spot on. And this is the Ariana that we love. Because it's true. It's like, it, is Ariana being a diva by going on Dancing with the Stars? Or is she working and getting up to work, like she said? Like, it's, So, did they call Sandoval a diva for going on The Masked Singer or Special Forces? I never heard Schwartz say that. yeah. Um, yeah, I think it took Andy. I remember Andy's face. He's like, well, no, that's how we have Raquel in the middle. No, no. And Andy like did not know what to do with himself. Um, same as in like this moment with Jerry. And I think it's because she has been so cool, the cool chill girl for so long that they're not used to her standing up like that. And so they don't know how to, what to do, how to answer. They're like, Oh, 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 where did this come from? Yeah. Yeah. Because she's not, like, constantly shouting and throwing, you know, demands or a tantrum or anything like that. And the amazing thing that I feel like happened with um, Scandal that was so different than everything else that has happened in reality TV is the three players hold a lot of power, right? If Ariana walks, they're screwed. If Sandoval walks, they're screwed. And if Raquel walks, they're screwed. And they all talked about that. And luckily, everyone was in, you know, they were all agreeing to film this whole reunion thing and everything. So they were good. But pissing one person off, like, isn't going to work. So it was, they were kind of walking on eggshells around them. And I I love that. Yeah, they were, they had them by the balls. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, I I loved Ariana's answer there, and then I also loved like Katie's face, like because she was like like everyone was just kind of like mm, like a like not uncomfortable, but it was just like true, like everyone was just like sitting there like okay, you know. And then Katie like just delivers the truth. She's like, I mean, I feel like I would feel cooler. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we already talked about like that Ariana's not there as much for the others, and Lala said. There's three people that never ask me how I'm doing. Katie, Sandoval, and Ariana. Interesting. Like, well, she, I thought she was so close with Katie last year. There has been a couple of things that they have let slip, like, with all these. The, the problem is with all these after shows, podcasts, and, like I said, all this content that we're getting, people are slipping up. And um, another, the other slip up was when they were, t- when uh, James was talking to Sandoval and he's like, are we really good friends? Like I see you maybe, I don't know, like once a month or something, but it's like, they're portraying that they they are these best friends that this group has been torn and ripped to shreds. But they're, then they're exposing, like they only see each other to film or they've only seen each other since the reunion, you know? So it's just like little snags like that. Yeah. I I could kind of tell, like uh, my radar went up when, Yes, Sheena went to Ariana's opening night, but Sheena has since been back to New York and did not go again. 
and was talking about it on a podcast. Yeah, I got to go again. Whereas, you know, at first with the Dancing with the Stars, she was like there every week. And then all of a sudden it's just started to drop off, which come on, it's a lot of work. So yes. who could blame her? Mm-hmm. Um and maybe she started to get a little resentful. Who knows? Like, well, she's never showing up to my stuff. I mean, she did show up to her show. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I just noticed because normally it seems like Sheena would have already seen that show several times. I wonder how many times Ariana saw Sheena's show. What What was it that Ariana showed up to that we were really shocked about? Oh, it was like Lala's, like, sobriety chilies dinner or something we were shocked that she went to um oh right like that there's like I I would say Ariana has made an effort I think to keep you know some of her appearances up with her friends but I'm gonna give her a little bit of grace because the girl has been insanely busy and when you're doing a show like that you cannot mess around with messing up your voice messing up your body like it is it is extreme it's rigorous on your whole body so um i could see i i would hope that my friends would come to me you know which i it's you know they don't have to but it would be nice you know like if someone's really working and the other people kind of have their normal schedules it'd be nice to have my friends come support me but yeah i don't know yeah so sanimal says he stopped talking to raquel shortly before he left special forces he said, but I, dude, I quit drinking and smoking because, like, she couldn't do it. So I thought, oh, we could be on the same page. And then when she gets out, we could have our first drink together. It's like, that that's is, what you're thinking about? If I, like, here he's saying that, like, her parents hate him and stuff like that. If I heard my daughter's lover saying that, I would be like, so let me get this straight. We we put her in there to, like, get her mentally feeling better, and you're going to pull her out and, like, fill her with alcohol and, like, impair her again? <laughs> Fuck up her mental clarity again. Yeah, like, like how, about, grand on this bill. how about, like, you both start not drinking and, like, finding something else in common to see if there really is something there? Yeah. I couldn't believe he said that. I was like, did you, did you really just say that? Yeah, and then he blamed the parents. He's like, well, it's like... I'm the only one that was, you know, he's talking about how amazing he is because he's boosting her up, telling her how amazing and powerful she is or or that she was becoming, like, what, because of you? You were making her a wonderful, powerful woman? He's like, but her parents didn't like me and all they cared about were the optics, the optics. So it's not that Raquel started having awakenings and revelations about his control over her. It's because it's the publicist's fault. It's the parents' fault. <laughs> it's the facility's fault. Yeah, I I feel like um, I, I don't know. that I didn't like that part. That whole part bugged me because I feel bad for Raquel's parents. I'm sure, like, imagine that that's your daughter and that just happened. Like, they're obviously trying to protect her. Um, and she is, you know, like, it's like one of those mistakes that you make of like telling your boyfriend what the, what your parents said when really she should just not tell him they're saying that and just keep it quiet because I'm sure yeah. his mom is saying the same thing, but he's not going to share that and make it look like his mommy's running his life. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, I, I feel I, she, I, once again, I feel like she's really naive and too trusting of Tom 
And I don't think it's a bad thing that her parents were weighing in. And it's true, the optics, she, Raquel should watch what her optics are at that point. Like, yeah. that, that's all she, her well, reputation's ruined. He like, doesn't realize the importance of it. And that's why he's shirtless on stage kissing girls and making funny joke lyrics about the scandal because he doesn't realize the importance optics can play sometimes. Well, and I I think that like they, they both chose opposite paths because I think the smart thing that Sandoval did was exactly what he did, which was just not give a F and he just ripped the bandaid off and little by little it started to scab and people started getting over it. So he continued his psycho behavior and everyone just kind of started getting desensitized to it. Raquel went away and went quiet. And so now that she's speaking up, everyone's like, what the hell? Now her bandaid's been ripped off and she's starting to scab later than him. But it's like, I, I maybe it wasn't, like the choice that he made, although it was like horrifying, it actually is working in his favor because little by little it's turning around. People are starting to back off a little bit and he's, he's making it, he's making it through and he was able to do his dumb little tour. So I don't know. Yeah. He seemed more bothered. Um, he's so upset, right? With Sheena's podcast and this Nima guy. And then they break it down. He's like, yeah, I guess it's not so much that like what I said or didn't say at Coachella. It's more like, you know, they were just talking about her sexuality. It's like, no, just admit it. You were insanely jealous and insecure that Raquel wanted to have sex with Nima. He can't, he, he can't handle it mentally. His ego cannot handle it. It's not because Sheena and Nima said, I mean, I do think it was a little tacky if Nima said, Raquel was begging for it. You know, that's classless, but whatever. Um, I don't think that's what Sandoval was really taking offense to. I think like inside he was just, he can't handle that vision of Raquel wanting someone else. Yeah, I think, I'm sure that, um, just like Sheena said, I don't think she ever set out to humiliate Raquel in that way. I, I think it did happen, you know, that, that yeah. those comments really embarrassed her. And, um, but to Sheena's point, like she was in, you know, checked into a facility. She didn't think that she would be sitting there listening to the podcast and having it affect her like that. Even though like, once you put it out there, it's out there. I yeah. kind of agree. Like I agreed with that and I didn't, I was like, who is letting her listen to this and then talk through it with Sandoval? Like, I would yes. spiral, and and I couldn't imagine spiraling away from my family and friends in a like it's it that seems really like counterproductive. Yeah, and also the that wasn't like immediately after you know, Nima wasn't on her podcast for a while. Obviously, it was still enough that she was still talking to Sandoval because he talked her off a ledge. But yeah, she was she she was fully in the middle of that treatment program then you know and it, it was probably just one of those things where it's like she was already down after you know everything that's been going on then this comes out and it's like another thing she's embarrassed about and she's just was probably just feeling like how am I ever gonna come out of this you know so what did you think on Sandoval's take that it was okay when they were making money but not okay when they weren't making money when they'd go on other podcasts and bash him that's the part that's stung, man. They're not even making money. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. 
that's your level of acceptance. Um, it's it's just, I'm sorry. It's just still like wild to me that like, he is like patting himself on the back for any money that anyone's making at all from this. Yeah. You're welcome guys. Yeah. Ariana said Sandoval needs a lot of validation and she wasn't giving it to him, at least the blind validation. So he seeks it elsewhere and he get, gets it in his friends to, to blow smoke up his ass. Okay. This was terrifying because although like I knew that for her to say it, I, my mind started like <laughs> computing where his validation is coming from and where he's getting it. And it was like a very terrifying Moment I like to think about. I liked what Katie said that, you know, because Ariana would say, well, like the band. And Katie's like, yes, that so many people knew because we knew, we know that the band knew. Well, there were fucking nine people in the band. That's a lot of people. Plus, you know, like Joe knew. So that's 10. You know, there's Schwartz knew 11. You know, there's 20 people that knew. You know, some of the people at Schwartz and Sandy's knew. Um, the fact that it didn't come out is shocking. But the, Katie says that so many people knew and not one of them said hey man you're a piece of shit you need to stop this just shows that comment yes man he does have on the payroll that comment i like highlighted and circled because i was like hmm you're right and that's what i've been saying all along I, i of course people knew of course the inner circle knew they knew there's no way that like everyone that you just mentioned i can think of five of the other hanger honors around in that group that would also know, which would trickle to everyone else. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, it's just when she said that, I was like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) um, Lala explains why she thought Nickelback was emo music because have you heard that song photograph? It's very emotional. (laughs) (laughs) I I kind of liked that. (laughs) She's right. Yeah, it is. It's like a different kind of emotional Lala. Like then you'd have to say like every Coast 103 love songs with Delilah um, (laughs) is an emo song. Like love lift us up where we (laughs) or every. Oh, how about the um, Jackson Britney's wedding song? Like, my dreams come true. What about like Mariah Carey Hero? That shit's emo. <laughs> right? <laughs> You're still the one I run to. <laughs> Wait, that's still the best wedding song when they're like, they say we would make it. <laughs> Look how far we've come, my baby. Not appropriate. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, you know, I, you know what, you know what has been missing from Vanderpump Rules season eleven, Jax. Um, when the hell is he coming on? Oh, he told he he revealed that too. He said no. He episode. he he revealed it wrong because he's like, I think I'm on next episode or something. It's like, You're well, right. we're on episode three now. So you said you were going to be on two. Okay. Yeah, you're right. He's gonna be on the end, and then but there's one before I think when he sits down with Lisa, and then there's the one that's the with Sandoval is yeah. at the end, the yeah. transition to the valley. So are we? So the Lisa one, maybe it's when. Oh no, she's in Tahoe. Maybe it's not gonna be till five, episode five, and then six will be um, 
Oh no, it's eight. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, they said James has like become too big. He doesn't want to cut music with Lala or Sheena anymore. She's like, I wanted a new podcast intro. I'm like, that's who you're going to ask. He's like, Oh, I can do that. That's fine. I'll just do a quick little, she's like, well, I have my own band now. I don't need you. <laughs> I wish she would have gone with James. <laughs> I think she does the same intro. Rock, rock, will ya? <laughs> da, 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 da. Welcome to shenanigans. <laughs> I've been waiting for you all my life. Oh, I think that's it. Um, 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 um. Okay, wait. Okay, the other thing that we have to talk about. Did you catch the freaking editing of when um Jerry's like, so Sheena, um, what made you get back into music? And, um, and she's like, well, she's like, you know, I never thought I was going to get back into music, but you know, she's like, I know I'm not a pop star, but did it. And she's like going up James freaking yawns and they keep it in. He's like, Oh, I mean, literally forward to that. Like they, he yawned with his mouth as wide open as it would go without covering his mouth. And then the loudest noise, like, (laughs) overshadowing what Sheena is saying. And then Sheena kind of snaps at him later, you know, because he's like, he kind of laughed at her and he's like, what? She's like, they asked me about it. I'm going to tell them. Like, she was... (laughs) I was like, the fact that they kept that in, like, they're still not, they're still not backing off. I liked her little, um, when they asked about the music and and Lala's like, yeah, the Christmas song slayed and Sheena's like, fa-la-la-la-la. I'm like, Hey, you sounded really good in that like little fa-la-la, like one second clip. Like, can we hear that, Sheena? <laughs> did uh, you catch it? Yeah, yes, I did. Did you did you catch that um during the funeral on March 4th that Janet was making French onion soup for everyone? Yeah, I'm sure she loves that plug. Um, and I I did appreciate like when I have endured trauma in my own life. Um, I am much like Ariana in that way, how she, all she could watch was reruns of The Office. Like, I will have to put on a comfort show like that as well, where, like, I, like, my brain can just, like, tune out and it's, like, there's no stress. Like, there's been times before where, like, I've had to dip out of watching reality TV because it will stress me out so bad and I'll have to, like, return to a Hallmark movie or, you know, something where it's just very much, like, I don't have to think about it, so... I, yeah. I, I like that she shared that little tidbit, and I love The Office. That is a comfort show for me as well. But- I'll quit music. One time I had to, like, I could only listen to, like, heavy metal or something because I was like, every other song was like, wait, these lyrics suck. So yes, yes. music for a while. Yeah, it's like, yeah, or, like, you have to switch to just a podcast where you're, you can just kind of, like, wander off with your brain, you know? Yeah. No, don't wander off with your brain. Listen to every word we're saying. Yes, listen to us, though. <laughs> Um, but yes, um, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for coming along with our journey as we embark to New York. I'm so freaking excited. I went over to Diane's house yesterday and she's like, okay, like, what are you going to need for New York? And I'm like, what, what, what are you going to buy me like a coat or something? She's being supportive. She's like borderline. I'm like, she was excited. She's like, here, try. She like, she's like, try on this trench coat. It was like very Stassi esque, like, like beige. Unfortunately, it was a size small from White House Black Market, so it was a no go with my boobs. But um, almost, it almost fit. So um, yeah, so Diana's thinking about my New York trip. 
So, nice. Yeah. So we're 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 having positive moments, everyone. Well, you guys email us if you have ideas, tips, suggestions, Vanderpump Rules Party at Gmail. Or you can DM us, Vanderpump Rules Party on Instagram. I still you- I still can't believe I, I'm sorry, I know I'm interrupting our own plug, but I, I am so <laughs> effing like I cannot believe it. Like it's still like I'm still like, is it real? Like is this really happening? Like I am going to New York. I can't believe it. <laughs> this may be like the biggest podcast moment ever. Like I thought nothing could beat Kentucky. From this moment. <laughs> we're, we're going. As long as, or what's the other one? The Kelly Clarkson one and Justin Guarini. For a moment like this. Like this some people wait a lifetime. I've, wa- I've waited 43 years for this moment, you guys. <laughs> oh my God. That's how old you are. <laughs> 43 effing years old. <laughs> so old. And wow. I'm going to stand there in New York and own it. <laughs> own it. <laughs> As I was saying. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Please leave us five-star reviews. <laughs> um, I will fuck it. We don't care. No. <laughs> it does help. <laughs> but, you know, do what you're going to do. I got to say it. We never say it. Everybody I- else is like, it's like, hit that. Like button, smash that, blah, 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 shout us out, give us a review, blah, 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 just well, like 25 I, seconds. I've been hearing people, like, you know, they're, like, they're rewarding their listeners for leaving a review. I feel like we've already done that, and we reward our listeners all the time for nothing, so I, I'm not going to do yeah, that, but. When we did that years ago, people were like, they're buying their reviews, they're telling people they'll, they'll basically pay them. It's like, we didn't pay people. Yeah. We yeah. I feel, yeah. That we did that like seven years ago. So now we're just like doing the drawing without making anybody do any work at all. So now what are you going to say? Yeah. <laughs> but Patreon it's $3. It's cheap. And you get a lot of bonus content. Oh yeah. So I was thinking that, we should make a little, like a little New York, um, tab like uh, you know do like have a little like um like do a little we'll add a button for new york or something if people want to support um but yeah absolutely patreon will help us you guys help me get a broadway sweatshirt and yeah well, you could do the buy you a coffee thing buy me a coffee <gasps> yes, that is our, set up now yes we, we, we are approved we're we we received what do we receive five coffees so far you guys thank you so much um, go so on our Instagram, hit our link and let's get Holly, a I heart and like a big apple sweatshirt. Yeah. And like, or I want to go. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm going to say I'm saving it for Patreon of what I want to do, but yeah. Or like a know, frozen hot chocolate. I don't know. Remember the cronuts? Yes. Didn't you say the frozen hot chocolate was like, eh? did you try that? The, the Oprah one? Um, I don't remember. I think I feel like I was like bugging you last time you went, and you're like, "Yeah, I had it. it was okay." Doesn't it just taste like a like moose or something? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. See you over on Patreon. We're gonna do the Southern Hospitality finale. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>